Welcome to To The Front, a podcast that brings forward marginalized voices in leadership roles. I'm your host, Molly Yu. In this series, we will hear from two spirit land defenders, Queer, trans, indigenous people existing outside colonial gender and sexual binaries are at the forefront of social movements. Listen to the rest of the episodes in this series to hear more from the following voices and follow us on social media where you will find the ways you can support us. I don't think people recognize the trials and tribulations that have taken two-spirit queer land defenders to come to the place they are and to know that this is your space. You need to lead in these spaces because even in land defense, it could be very patriarchal. In some of the front lines that I've been, some of the leaders have been two spirit. And I don't think that's a coincidence, you know? <laughs> I think we are supposed to be there because we have this perspective of the world that I know people don't. I want to be more encouraged to look past our lack of queer history and just be encouraged to play around with our culture and play around with our ceremonies and make our own. Like, I just want there to be a lot more creation encouraged with our queerness and culture. We have a right to adapt and change and build something for our own. Like, I don't think we should be expected to follow along with what was right and what was good thousands of years ago. There's a specific type of healing that Two-Spirit brings to the world that is unmatched. And I feel the emotion like in my chest as I speak about it because it's so beautiful. We bring a completely different worldview to these kinds of conversations and we question the world around us in such a special way that there just needs to be more two-spirit and queer leadership within these movements all together. We deserve better. <laughs> we deserve a place in the lodge. We deserve our acknowledgement in ceremonial spaces and traditional spaces. And we deserve for our stories to be heard and told just as much as anybody else. It's important for harm reduction. It's important for making imperialism, making colonialism bleed, you know? We live in a totally different world and I want our space to be right and comfortable for us, no matter how that looks like. This is your space. Take it on and we will follow. I feel like I get so shy and feel so humbled when like I hear the word leadership like directed in my vicinity. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> that's intimidating. But I feel like really connection with being interested in all the things I'm interested in where I'm like, I want to hunt. I want to seed save these really cute Lenape seeds that I love so much, but are struggling because of climate change. And I want to make drastic and real change for like my community and not only for my community but for my community to actually have a say over our homelands not just our reservation like walls kind of thing that they like keep us in and say that we only have jurisdiction for but to like outspread that to even our treaty territories or like where we recognize as our homelands
What is something you don't think we hear enough as two-spirit people? How lonely it gets. I see a lot of media about like, you are enough, but <laughs> your experience is valid. But I really, I really wish I had known how lonely of a journey it was beforehand. Or maybe that's just something that we don't say to make it a little bit more hopeful for young people. I don't know. But that is something that I don't hear enough. This is a very lonely road and you're going to need friends. <laughs> what I've learned is the importance of our relationships and what happens to our units when we don't necessarily have these relationships anymore because of the residential school system. Like my mom, for generations, there was no hugging and it broke down our relationships just from this simple act, I think, of hugging and not being able to like work through that. We need to work through our trauma. Wow, that is what I learned because I have watched with the past generations what happens when you don't work through that trauma and how much has come from having our relationships broken apart within our family units and our community units. We hold a lot of trauma. That's what's happened to our people. And so what happens when we don't work through our trauma, it can be really detrimental to who we are as Ongwehoe. So many of us crave to hear from our relatives that we are loved and that we are accepted and that we are wanted. I had really cool like mentors and one of them was my uncle who passed uh, last year. He taught me that Lenape people like were one of the people that really respected their two-spirit people, but more so they didn't have strict gender roles as much like if you wanted to do what you wanted to do, then you got to do it. That's how I felt like I really wanted to like experience my life in a way. And it really made those overarching things in my life of like combining culture and language with land defense and water defense because like they're so hand in hand. There are so many layers of colonial violence and colonialism still existing. I would like to see our communities living on land that is not considered a reserve. I would like our communities to be full of like healers for all the other people in our communities and to find like strength and ceremonies with each other. My identity as a two-spirit person and trying to reconnect with culture and language looks way different than like a cis person, which I know like other two-spirit people can feel that way too, where like you can't experience ceremony and things like that the same way or like even be in some of the same spaces as them. I think that's why now before I go into spaces, I'm like, how do y'all show up for people in these ways? before I like engage because I don't know people don't necessarily see me as my identities and I I've learned especially through my partner to ask people what their processes are for accountability for community and for leadership in spaces that's one thing that I thought was really cool about the two-spirit space is that we'd be talking about feelings we'd be processing stuff together and there'd be that nice sense of like community the ability to be in those spaces really just kind of lights a fire in me and it makes me feel like, okay, 
you know, when you're ready to stoke your fire again, those spaces will be there and you can tap in and learn what they look like from the people who are running them now and how to engage in these spaces in a way that you haven't in a while. I think that the ability and opportunity to learn excites me too every day. I've been reading a lot of old stories from a couple books from my region. And one of them is, I think, The Man Who Walks with Giants from Johnny Naeli and Morris Naeli from the Chutagotine from the Satu region. One thing that I love about reading these old stories is that nobody's good or bad. Nobody's good or bad or evil. There's lots of points where a lot of our figures are just going off and being selfish and doing their own thing and fucking around. But they always come back home. They always come back home and for the people. And I'm definitely in the fucking around stage, but I know I'll come home. So it's nice to see that that's always been okay with us. One lesson that I've learned from previous generation is like, don't get caught up in the drama and just do the work. <laughs> A lot of people have done solid work and it's because they're just not like into small things. They just think big and do big. There is a lot more power in Indigenous arts and Indigenous creativity, singing and dancing and eating. All of that is a form of spirit. It's loud. It's a form of like taking up space because that's exactly what colonialism tried to take from us. It's more powerful than I have ever known. We feel things differently, you know, and that's a gift. That's where songs, you know, come or that's when we learn of medicines, you know, that's where we learn of an animal. Sometimes I don't know I'm feeling as bad as I am until like I hear the drum and then like it makes me want to cry. There's just so much more that sound brings to a space like a drumbeat is more than what can be like seen and more than what's happening in this physical realm and that it brings a lot of our like ancestors to the space and it it brings all of us a bit closer i find myself craving the art and just the beauty of our cultures i'm in the states right now and something i'm really excited about is just learning more about the nations I'm surrounded by right now in Oklahoma. There's a lot of native film in Tulsa as well. And I'm really excited to start working with and collaborating with other people like me <laughs> who are doing more, more urban projects and, you know, exploring a lot more like narrative stories. I'm really excited to start learning how to write and how to do screenplays and how to, you know, visualize a new world, which is something really beautiful about film. Documentary is amazing for showing what's happening right now, but I want to be able to envision what our worlds, what our communities and lives can be like in the future, in fiction, in magic, in sci-fi. I'm just really excited for watching other people create right now. What is one lesson you would like to pass on to the younger Two-Spirit generation? A lesson I'd like to pass on is don't be humble. That's such a thing that's drilled into us as Indigenous people is like, be humble, you know, don't be too proud. I'm like, mm. 
we're doing some really cool stuff out there that I think needs to be celebrated. And I don't want to be humble. I want to share what I'm doing. I want other people to see it. I want to know if other people are doing similar things. Be kind to yourself. Listen to your intuition and love it. You know, love that inside. Love that thing in there. Love it. And ask for help. People are usually super down to help, no matter what it is, even if it's like a little thing. One thing I want to pass down to future generations that I've learned from another mentor, Melina Labakomasmo, is the fact that you need to be putting in that work around healing now. It's not something to do when you're 20 years, 40 years old, 60 years old. It's something to do now. We're going to see a lot more land defense, see a lot more large-scale conflict. It's very hard work that takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. And that I really think like that it is specifically our place to do because average people just don't have that strength. <laughs> it's extremely draining and it's not all who we are. This kind of like intense movement work needs to be balanced with work that revitalizes healing and harm reduction all of this needs to be at the center of our movement which is culture ceremony medicines talking through things just working on yourself there's just like this healing and this love that we bring to our societies to our communities that it's so different than anything else i really want to see just a grip of queer and trans elders. I want to grow old with my people. I want to be old with my community. I want them to know that I am around them. My favorite thing about growing up was seeing my grandparents grow old together, you know, and how much joy it brought them to talk about when they were younger and how they like to joke about getting older. If there's anything that I leave behind, if the generations that come after me are hydrated, they're healed or healing, they're happy and they know that they are loved and that they are wanted and that they were prayed for in the same way that my elders let me know that I was loved and I was wanted and I was prayed for. My grandmother taught me how to pray. That's something that I'm very grateful to my grandmother for teaching me. How to get through moments that feel utterly hopeless. You cry, <laughs> in my experience. You, you feel it. You don't run away from the feeling of hurt. You run towards it. You embrace it. You interrogate it. And then you rest. I would say that is very corny. <laughs> but just remember that there were so many of us that loved you, that prayed for you, and that chose to fight alongside you from away, even just one generation away, and that we are here with you, we're here alongside you, we're here in your prayer and in all of your actions. Those are the lessons I'd like to send off into the future. This piece is part of Fixed Point Arts and Media's audio storytelling program, The Empathy Squad, made possible by Canada Service Corps. Special thanks to 
all the voices you've heard. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and trusting me with your stories. And special thanks to Meryl for helping me edit this last minute.